Welcome to the Red Dice Diaries. This podcast is a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs from the viewpoint of a long-time GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast was Nightmare by Alexander Nakarada and is used under Creative Commons license. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast and in this episode I'm going to be creating a Fate Accelerated character, more specifically a Dresden Files Accelerated character for a game that a friend of mine is planning on running soon. So I'm writing this down on an index card. I've got the copy of the book next to me. If you hear lots of mouse clicking and creaking, don't worry about it. It's just going to be me moving around, looking at various bits and pieces whilst I'm getting ready for the game. So first of all, I'm going to flick to the event that my friend set up on Facebook just to remind myself of the sort of theme of the session that he wanted to organize so let me just find that ah yes and we're running it in Victorian London if I remember correctly okay now I said to my friend at the start that I want definitely want to play a wizard in this because despite running a lot of Dresden and playing in a little bit I've not actually got around to playing like a full wizard yet I was put off in the original Dresden Files game by the mechanics of the magic it was a bit clunky as far as I was concerned but they've really streamlined it for Dresden Accelerated so I'm, I think I'm about ready to give that a go so I'm just going to have a look at the summary of character creation here. So the first thing to do is choose a mantle. A mantle is just like a convenient sort of grouping of powers and stuff like that. So I'm going to go straight for the magical practitioner. Get my pen out. So I'll write that down. Mantle, magical practitioner. And I get the unique conditions exhausted, which... I can basically tick to throw a lot of effort into my magic. Um, as described by the evocation stunt that I also get. Um, but the GM gets a free boost to use against me because I, I'm worn out. I've thrown all of my energy into my magic. So I'm not going to write that out in full on my card. I'm just going to note down the page number. I also get burned out, which is another condition. Now, I can tag that or mark that to further boost my magical power for the rest of the scene however afterwards i can't use magic again until i've got rid of that condition which you do by resting for like pretty much an entire session before you get it back okay i also get the third eye condition which means that I can mark it when I'm using my magical sight to view the mystical world, which gives me various bonuses. However, any supernatural beings who engage in a contest or conflict against me, they gain the benefits of scale, because my mind's sort of trying to cope with their supernatural presence viewed through the sight. In order to recover this condition, you simply close your third eye, but obviously you lose the benefits. So the other thing you get with mantles is you get a number of core stunts, which you get automatically. So I get evocation, which is like your sort of flashy instant magic, you know, throwing fire, etc. And effectively, that's just a way of using the standard approaches that you get in Fate Accelerated, but justifying it by describing a magical way of doing something. So... I might use 
focus as an approach to make an attack and justify that by the fact I'm making a magical attack. The advantage of uh, evocation is you can mark conditions and stress boxes in order to gain extra bonuses to your rolls. Okay, I also get thematogy. Now, thematogy is the the bit that was a bit clunky in the original Dresdenic game in my point of view and that's basically ritual magic it allows you to be more subtle and do more long-lasting effects but you have to actually set up a whole ritual and there's a number of costs you pay based on that ritual and depending on what your role is either you the gm or both of you will get to pick some of those costs so i'm just going to note down that's on page 140 and the rules for ritual magic are on page 168 and because i've got that stunt it gives me a plus two bonus to the roll to prepare a ritual i also get the stunt soul gaze which fans of the dresden files will know when a a fully practicing wizard first meets the gaze of someone they both gain an insight into each other's nature the way this is represented in the game, you make a focus roll opposed by your opponent's focus roll, and the winner learns one concrete, useful piece of information about the other individual. On a tie, each of the two people learns something. And they can be represented as advantages with three invokes if the GM wants, or it could be represented as just a useful bit of information. Okay. Now, so... I've chosen my mantle, and if I remember correctly, you get one of the additional stunts for free. So let me just have a quick look at those. Okay, I think I'm going to go for Arcane Investigator, because I'm going like full Dresden file sort of wizard investigator here. And Arcane Investigator gives me a plus two to overcome roles when it's thematogy to specifically to find out information and i think that'd be quite useful to investigate things in this game and i quite like the whole idea of the, the sort of top-hatted victorian detective i know it's stereotypical but what are you going to do playing a game in victorian london aren't we okay so that's that chosen so i've chosen my mantle i've got a couple of stunts so the next thing on the character creation summary is to create two aspects, which is your high concept and your trouble. Your high concept is sort of like the main shtick of your character, and the trouble is the thing that causes them like the main source of complication in their life. So for my high concept, I'm going to go for Gentleman Detective. Nice and simple, but does what it says on the tin. And for trouble, I'm going to say that my detective has a can't resist a puzzle or riddle. And that's how he keeps getting himself into trouble. These strange crimes are occurring and he simply can't help but get involved. This should be very easy for the GM to use, which obviously means I can get some fate points out of it. And also it means it'll be quite easy to get me into the shtick of the game, which... 
due to a handout my friend Dave has posted, we're going to be investigating some bloody murders. So with the trouble like not being able to resist a puzzle or a riddle, my character will definitely want to get involved in that. And I think it's the responsibility of every player to make a character who wants to engage with the game, particularly in a one-shot where you're not going to have time to expand your character and explore it as you would in a campaign. Okay, so then I need to create a third aspect, and I'm going to, since I'm riffing on the whole like Dresden thing, but I don't want to go for like Fuego and throwing fire, but I love the idea of like the the Victorian smog and that sort of image. So I'm going to go for Master of Smoke and Illusions. Because I think smoke sort of hides and veils things. So I think that's quite appropriate to the setting. And also means I can use it for a few evocations and rituals and I can flavour them in a way that works with smoke, which I think is quite cool. Okay, give your character a name. So I'm going to call him Edward Barzoon. And that's partly because I've reading, been reading the Edgar Rice Burroughs Martian Chronicles, which are set on Barzoon. But I, I, like, I like the sound of the word, so I'm going with it. Okay, and describe them. I think he's a, a tall man with a suit, top hat, and gloves it's a basic description but obviously i can build on that a little bit later okay so next we come on to choosing approaches now if you've played faith accelerated you'll know that approaches are what you use to make your roles however the approaches in dress and accelerated are a little bit different from normal faith accelerated in Dresden Accelerated, you have Flair, Force, Haste, Focus, Guile, and Intellect. It's fairly obvious what they do, although Focus is the one that's mainly used for magic, so I'll probably be wanting to take a reasonably high score in that. So I'm just going to write the six approaches down. Now, I don't want to mess around and spend ages tweaking this, but handily, because it's a one-shot we're playing, I don't want to mess around too much. So, handily, Dresden Accelerated provides some sort of ready-made builds, if you will, which give you sort of spreads of approaches. So, I am going to go for one with a high focus. So, let's just see if they've got one in there. Okay, yeah, so I can see there's a, a, a build they call the Guardian, which has a high focus. So I'm going to go for that. So it gives me focus three, force and intellect two, guile and haste one, and flare zero. Now I'm going to switch that around a little bit because I imagine him having a fairly high guile because he's a master of smoke and illusions. So... I'm going to switch the force and guile round, so I've got force plus one and guile plus two. So that leaves me with flare zero, force one, haste one, focus three, guile two, and intellect two. I'm reasonably happy with that. According to the rules, I start with refresh three, which will be how many fate points I'm getting at the start of the game. I've already picked my stunts, so I'm going to write down my stress and conditions, which 
I've already wrote down some of them. So I have six stress boxes, normal stress. These represent sort of glancing slash minor damage, and each of them is worth one stress. Now in standard Fate Accelerated, you can only tick one stress per strike made against you, but in Dresden Accelerated, you can tick any number you want. I also have the conditions in peril, which is worth four stress, and doomed, which is worth six stress. And obviously I have the exhausted, burned out, and third eye. Okay, so if desired, write up two more aspects. I think I'm going to leave it on three at the moment. I'll have a think about it before the game. If I think of any others, I'll add them on there. But I'm pretty happy with what's going on with that. I'm just going to have a quick look through the other stunts, see if I want to take any more. Now, because I've already taken my one free stunt, if I take any more, each of them I take is going to lower my refresh by one. And you can only have a refresh minimum of one. So I can take maximum two more stunts. So I'm just going to have a quick look at those. Okay, so I'm going to take one extra stunt, lowering my refresh to two. And that stunt is going to be Evocation Specialist. And what that does is it I've effectively employed an Evocation so well that it's become like a reflexive action to me. So I get to select one element, one approach, and one action. The, for example, a Force Wind Attack. And add plus two whenever attempting that precise combination. So since I'm a Master of Magic and Smoke and Illusions... I'm going to go for a Guile, Fog, hmm. now let's see, I could either go for Overcome Roll, which is like, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to hide or get away from someone or something like that, or I could go for a Create Advantage Roll. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Create Advantage, so I imagine him sort of like setting up lots of circumstances in the the thick fog, allowing him to benefit from them and his allies to benefit from them later on. So, there we go. That's Edward Barzoon pretty much done. He's a magical practitioner with evocation, thematology, and soul gaze. He's an evocation specialist who's specialised at using his guile and wits within the fog to create advantages. He's an arcane investigator. He's a rather dashing tall man in a suit, top hat and gloves. He's a gentleman detective who can't resist a puzzle or riddle and is a master of smoke and illusions. So there we are. That's pretty much how quick it is to create a character in Dresden Files Accelerated. And I've got pretty much everything I need there. Obviously, I can flesh it out a bit more for backgrounds, etc. And I probably would have taken a little bit more time if this was for a campaign game. But this will certainly do fine to get me going. And it's, and it's taken me not long at all. So... I hope you've enjoyed listening and I'll catch you next time.